This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. I mean, stop, Seager! Toss on up the first in time to get seven. Three run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist Fernando Abad, and the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye baseball. Straight away center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the King, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven scoreless innings. Now here's your host Gary Hill. Welcome back to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Gary Hill here. Thanks for coming back once again as we have a lot to talk about in this one. The Mariners away in Cleveland for three games. They end up losing the series two games to one. So we have a lot to talk about with that. Also coming up uh, with an off day today, we'll dive more into the Angels series coming up in the podcast tomorrow. So we have a lot to get to in this one, though, and we'll start with kind of talking about what happened over the weekend against the Cleveland Indians. Good start to the series as the Mariners taking on Cleveland on Friday, game one of the series, and the Mariners playing some long ball. The 0-1 to Robbie, swinging a well-hit ball deep into the gap in right center field. Jackson going back to the 1A track, looking up, goodbye baseball. Robinson Cano with his fourth home run of the season. And it gives the Mariners a 2-0 lead here in the top of the fourth inning. Number four for Robbie, and it comes with Ben Gamble aboard. How about that? And the pitching outstanding. Miranda goes five and a third, gives up a run, and the bullpen takes over. Pazos was dynamite. Pazos gathers and now fires. Swing and a miss for strike three. Sears it past him at 99 miles an hour. Three pitches, all strikes. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Edwin Encarnacion. Two and a third innings of two-hit ball. He was sensational. Four punch outs. Edwin Diaz was outstanding. A four-out save to close down the win in game one of the series. Diaz ready the stretch and the one-two on the way. Swing and a miss at a breaking ball in the dirt. Knocking it down Zanino. The throw to first. And this ball game is over. Another strikeout for Edwin Diaz. His third in relief. And the Mariners tonight here in Cleveland beat the Indians by a score. Of 3-1, to one, the Mariners have now won three in a row. They go to 11-13 and 13 on the season. Game two was a close one. Mariners got on the board early, a three spot in the first inning. Here's third baseman Kyle Seager. The windup and the pitch, swinging a fly ball, deep center field again. Chisinau going back to the one. He tracked in the wall, leaps up, and it's gone. Goodbye baseball. Kyle Seager with his first home run of the season. Back-to-back home runs by Nelson Cruz. And now Kyle Seager. And the Mariners have a 3-0 lead over the Indians here in the first inning. But Cleveland answered with four in the first. And that was it. 4-3. to three. Cleveland wins the game all zeros the rest of the way. The Mariners didn't score a run after the first inning. Oh, it was tough. They ran into the buzzsaw. Salazar 
really good. One of the best in the American League. Gives up those three runs in the first. He settles in. And then he passed the baton to Miller and Allen, who slammed the door. They combined for two and two-thirds innings of hitless, scoreless baseball. Miller got some help uh, in a big situation with Mater at the plate on a slider that looked out of the zone, called strike three. But uh, that was it, and Cleveland goes on to win that game 4-3, to three, and that leads to Sunday. Mariners taking on Cleveland in game three of the series. A chance to win the series. Chase DeYoung on the hill, his first start in a Mariners uniform and it was tough as a weird inning the third inning uh, Cleveland starts with a home run Lindor swats one in the first Cruz comes back with a home run in the second the 0-1 pitch to Nelly swinging a drive into left field going back in the ball Brantley to the one track looking up goodbye baseball Nelson Cruz with a home run his first at bat on the afternoon just like he did yesterday his seventh home run of the season Clearing the tall 19-foot wall in straightaway left field has just tied the game at 1-1. to Nelly Cruz, you are something, buddy. And then the third and eighth spot by Cleveland with some help along the way. Uh, a sun triple to score a run. Things just got away, and it was capped by Michael Brantley going yard. Here's the 2-2 offering on the way. Swung on and drilled to right field. This is deep. This is back. This is gone. A two-run smash by Michael Brantley. And Cleveland adds two more on the board as they have opened it up now with that two-run bomb by Brantley. It is 9-1 Indians. So eight runs, Mariners trailing 9-1. It looked like they were starting to charge back six straight hits to score three runs in the sixth inning. Here's the pitch to Seager. Swung on, hit hard, up the middle, and threw for a base hit. Around third base, hard as Cano. He's being waved in. He's going to cruise home. Another run on the board for the Mariners. Fifth straight hit here in the sixth inning. RBI single for Kyle Seeger as the Mariners crawl closer. It's now 9-4 to Cleveland. But Cleveland puts the game away in the seventh with three more runs. So a 12-4 to loss. Some interesting conversation, though, as we invite Ryan Roland-Smith in to talk about that loss and and moving forward as the Mariners have an off day on Monday and the homestand coming up. Ryan, the Mariners put themselves in position to take a series after winning the one on Friday. It would have been a nice series to take on the road against the defending American League champions. A lot to play for in this one. Just couldn't get it done. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Detroit, they're you know, leading their division. Cleveland's right up there as well. They're two good teams that they, like you said, mm-hmm. they, could, they could have won, you know, both of those series. But, you know, four and five, losing the first three games. I was there in Oakland. Losing those first three games, I was like, mm-hmm. man, it's going to be a long road trip. And they really did pick it up. To get back to four and six is obviously better than what I thought the way it was going to go. I think it lines up well. You know, you've got uh, big, well, big Maple. I don't know if, I'm, I'm not yeah, too sure on that nickname just yet. You're, Gary, not, you're not there yet? Okay. I'm not okay. quite there yet. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Big Packs. There you go. And then, you know, Coomer and Miranda. That lines up pretty well against the Angels. I, I really think it does. But, you know, this is a tough game. And, and, and Scott said it as well. It came down to one inning, just like that game in Detroit. That Just that one inning where things, you know, you're playing with elements. Guys are going to lose the ball in the sun. I'm not putting all this on Gamble at, at that point. It was mm-hmm. 3-1. He said 4-1. It was 3-1 at that point. 
And uh, that was that was heartbreaking too, especially when you've got a guy out there who's trying to get in the rhythm to hopefully mm. make another start. I'm interested to hear your take. Now that we're a month in, you look at this team, the way I look at it, I mean, they're, they're a team that is up there. They've kind of been bouncing back and forth between the top scoring team in the American League and second. So despite the fact that I feel like they really haven't hit their stride offensively yet, I mean, guys like Seager haven't gotten hot, they're still right there in terms of top run scoring teams in the American League. It feels like their bullpen is starting to come together with the Zick being healthy, with C-Shack right around the corner. See Pazos pitching well. Diaz has pitched well. Uh, you can start to see it come together, especially with leads, how they can put games away late. To me, moving forward, it's really trying to figure out the rotation with Felix and Smiley out and getting some consistent starts to try and put together a, a winning streak or a, a nice stretch of baseball to try and climb towards 500 and over 500. I agree. It's to me starting pitching the tail end of that rotation. Yeah. And in spring training, you know, I lined up really well, and then obviously Drew Smiley went mm-hmm. down. And the, I said this in spring training. I'm sure you did too. It's going to come down to that starting pitching. You look at any team that gets to the playoffs. What is their starting pitching done? They're always going to have. They're always going to be at the top of Major League Baseball in starting pitching. And the offense, sure enough, like we predicted, has come around and it's doing really good things. Big innings. I, I just wish it would stay away from that double play. That's killing some yeah. big innings. We saw that again in the sixth. That was just, I'm like, oh, that was heartbreaking. I mean, there's nothing you can do right there. Line drive and, you know, the, um, in, the Indians just got absolutely blessed in that inning. But the double play, but things are slowly starting to, to, to come around, obviously offensively. They're starting to kill the ball with runners in scoring positions and get that 2-3 run home run. But put it this way, you're a month in, you're still not at 500 just yet. The six-win streak, that winning streak, is going to come at some point early on, mm-hmm. and then it's going to come later. And you're going to have your losing streaks as well. The off- It's not going to come down to the offense. It's going to come down to that starting pitching. You have to fill up the last part of that rotation. Gallardo has to step up. We've seen some you know, glimpses of what he can do and what he can bring to this rotation. But that fifth spot, you know, Drew Smiley, let's go, man. Get, get, it, get that rehab done and yeah. let's get back. And that's going to be a huge piece and then bring Felix back. Yeah, we've talked about it. The Smiley thing is just so unfortunate because I, yeah. I was really excited about him joining the rotation. I thought he was a perfect fit for Safeco Field, a perfect fit for this team. I thought he really put together the rotation. I mean, he'll be back at some point, but it's just it's really too bad the way it worked out with his injury right before the start of the regular season. Yeah, that was, that was pretty crushing for sure, and I, I agree with you too. You know, he's another guy just like Gallardo who has put on, put some good years in the big leagues up, and uh, you know some you know good inning totals and everything else. And, and I think Safeco Field with with also the combination having a guy like Mel Stoudemire sometimes. Not to, you know, go back into different coaches and managers and, and whoever else that I've had, but, you know, when you can really click with your pitching coach and you can respect what he's trying to do and his philosophies and everything else and you guys work together, that makes a world of difference. And I'm not singling anyone else out that, you know, Drew's had in the past, but I think, you know, having Mel there and, like you said, Safeco Field, that would have been a great um, combination. And he's still going to come. There's, like Scott Service said, it's a long, long season. I want to talk about Nelson Cruz, Ryan. Man, this guy just continues to crush the baseball. Another home run, a solo blast. He is now homered in five of his past six ball games. I mean, he's doing it all. His last 17 games coming in, batting nearly 400 
10th best on base percentage in the league. He's not getting himself out. He's taking his walks. He's hammering the baseball. Just a guy that seems impossible to pitch to on most days right now. Yeah, you said he's not getting himself out. And in between those big home runs are the base hits and timely base hits too. That's the most mm. impressive thing. Early in the season, he was getting mistakes. Like he's getting that 2-1 hanging curveball, but he just wasn't doing anything with it. And I was starting to worry a little bit. I'm like, is he going to go into that slump where he's heads down all the time and he's trying to figure stuff out and mess around with his swing? But, yeah, you know, he's a veteran. He knows what's going on. And, uh, man, like you said, he's getting those good counts. He's walking a lot. And just the contact rate, too, for a power hitter is through the roof. So, so good to have that in the middle of the lineup. It feels like with the way he's stroking it, I mean, Seager's going to warm up because he always does, yeah. you know, after the first few weeks of April. Cano is going to hit that hot streak as well with Seager in the lineup. I mean, they're going to have some days where they pile up a ton of runs. This this is not an easy lineup to pitch to. And absolutely Carl Seager and Robbie Cano, when you've got your number four guy doing what he's doing, and I'm talking about not the swing and miss rate, you've got a lot of four-hole hitters in the big leagues who can crush some home runs. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, the new style. Get that guy with the high strikeout numbers and just hitting bombs. Though Robbie Cano and Seager on each side of him are going to get pitches to hit. They're going to have to you know, pitch to them a little bit more because they can't work around him because they're not going to get that big strikeout, especially third, fourth at bat. When you've got that reliever who can come in and get that strikeout, well, when you've got a four-hole hitter who's making contact, you just can't afford to do that. And so that's going to warm up Seager. Seager's going to get stuff to hit and, uh, you know, more, more opportunities. And then and also, you know, Taylor might have helped out Seager as well. You've got to pick each other up. When the middle mm-hmm. of your lineup starts heating up, it sends that ripple effect, and then it's game over. It's a great conversation because there's always a conversation about lineup protection and how much it matters. Take us inside a pitcher's mind. Let's say you are pitching to Robinson Cano, for example, and there's a runner on, and you have Nelson Cruz behind him. I mean, how do you, how do you approach that as a pitcher with Nelson Cruz behind him and maybe not Nelson Cruz behind him? How does that change in a bat to Robinson Cano? Let's say there's runners on bat. You got you, you just mentioned the scenario. You got one runner on with Robbie Cano mm-hmm. up. First of all, when you've got this is the big leagues we're talking about. Robbie Cano, Nelson Cruz, Kyle Seager. That's a tough three, mm-hmm. four, and five. So as a pitcher, right. you're on the back foot if you've got that first and second guy on base. <laughs> you're definitely on the back foot. So if you look at a guy like uh, Nelson Cruz who can pretty hurt you a lot of times with that three. You, you give up a three-run bomb. That's pretty much you're staring down the barrel of a loss and a four or five run game, and that's not getting mm-hmm. it done whatsoever. So you've got to keep those two guys up. You can't pitch to that three run home run. You have to get guy you have to get in that situation Robbie Cano out because you got big Nelson Cruz right behind him. That's what I mean by get by Robbie getting more pitches to hit. Pitching around guys and lineup protection plays a huge role. You go over that in the scouting report. Who can you pitch to? Who can you pitch around? Don't let this guy hurt you. All those things come up, and you just basically have a, a, a template that you work off, and depending, obviously, on the situation of the game, you have to go back to that template and say, well, here's the situation. We, this, we can't allow this to happen because it's game over at that point. Starting pitch, you're going five, you're going five innings. You're giving up three, four runs. You know, that's, not, that's not getting it done whatsoever. And before we go, we really should talk about Heredia for a moment, who had three hits in the ball game. It looked like off the bat he was going to have number four if it wasn't for Chisenhall making a nice catch. Good chance that would have been a triple. But what a great night, a great day for Heredia, who's really taking advantage of now with Martin and Tacoma, some uh, added playing time in the outfield, and he is taking advantage of that in a huge way. 
Yeah, I feel like he's right in the middle of the action every single time. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm happy for the guy. He was a question mark. He was up against Gamble if he was going to make the team or not out of spring. A lot of times when you're competing in spring, you get off to that hot start because you've still got that – you've been going through that competitiveness for you know weeks leading into it. But I'm, I'm happy for him. I really like that you know, at the top there – having that speed at the top and at the bottom of the lineup too. So he's right in the middle of it, and I'm glad he's doing it in a Mariners uniform. And, Ryan, you pointed it out. James Paxton will take the mound on Tuesday against Shoemaker, then Iwakuma on Wednesday against Nolasco. Miranda takes the ball on Thursday. Uh, Angels haven't announced a starter for that game yet. But, uh, you know, a big series coming up for the Mariners, a big homestand as they try try and crawl closer to 500 and uh, pass that barrier first. Yeah, you got Paxton and Kuma. I mean, that that lines up really well. And then, you know, Shoemaker mm-hmm. in Alaska did some good things against the Mariners last time out. But they're facing a different nine guys coming into this series. That is for sure. Kaiser are not missing those mistakes this time. So you p- prepare to see some offense. Uh, I want to see them knock Shoemaker and Alaska out early in this series, fourth, fifth inning, knock them out early, and give, uh, you know, Paxton and Kuma the ball, you know, six, seven, eight innings. Save that bullpen a little bit because that Rangers – series with the way the back end of this rotation's been we're going to need all hands on deck boog powell made his major league debut it's funny how he did it was lifted for a pinch hitter as a pinch hitter so didn't walk onto the field on saturday played on sunday here's shannon with boog powell Boog, really exciting to hear that you were on your way up how did you find out that you were coming to to join the team i got a call from uh pat our manager in tacoma and I was actually making breakfast. And he calls me and said, what are you doing? He's like, get your butt to clubhouse now. And he sounded mad, and I was like, all right, what'd I do? <laughs> and so the whole way there, I mean, I was I was trying to get there as fast as I could, and I get two more calls from him. Like, where are you, where are you, where are you? And I didn't know what, he's like, he's like, what'd you do last last road trip? I said, I don't know, nothing. <laughs> and he, I mean, he was just messing with me. And I get in there, and he just says, Hard work pays off, and just gave me a hug. And I mean, it was it was very emotional, what from what we went through last year. But it was, I mean, it was one of the best feelings in the world. You mentioned what you went through last year. I mean, obviously, got in trouble. I mean, you put in a lot of hard work after that. Yeah. You went to the Dominican, and you had a fantastic spring training. What does it mean to be where you are right now? It, it means a lot. I mean, growing up, I was always a little guy. I was always the one that had to work my butt off to get to be to where the older guys were. And now I can say I'm here. And so I just, I just want to. I mean, I, of course, I want to stay here, but I just want to help this team out as as much as I can and do everything I can to get them wins. You know, watching this team over the last couple of weeks in particular, that's exactly the kind of guys that they're using, the guys that can help them win. And it's been next guy up, next guy up. How much notice has been taken of that in Tacoma? Uh, it, it, it's been taken into it a lot. I mean, PTPAs, uh, well, I, f- I forget what they're called. Productive team Pro- appearances. Yeah, productive team play. <laughs> I always forget productive. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's they stress that more than anything in in Tacoma so that was I mean as long as you do that and get your jobs done and get everything you need to get taken care of I mean it, 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 it's it's very important we um, talked to you in spring training and you said that you had changed your approach rather rather radically have you stuck with the new approach yes I have I uh, first couple games in Tacoma I kind of lost sight 
I, I think I was a little nervous just being back on the field again after last year, but uh, finally got back to getting my confidence back and started swinging it well. And the change was, I mean, you were kind of prototypical leadoff guy, see a lot of pitches, and you made the change. I'm going to be aggressive. You and that was at their directive, too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, in, in Tacoma, I mean, I, I walked a lot, so I, I still controlled the zone pretty well in my perspective. And uh, that, those aggressive, uh, I, need, I need to get on those. I need to start swinging those 2-0, 1-0, those, those good counts where I'm going to get a fastball in the zone. And so that's, I'm just going to stick to my approach and see how that plays out. And how has that played out for you? I know you've been working on it for a while. Well, very well. Yeah. I mean, so it started in spring. It started before spring at the hitting summit. And then it just, it just I kept in my mind and stuck with it. And lastly, what have those hit, hitting summits done for you? They've done a lot. I mean, just just being around Edgar. That, I mean, that was. I mean, being a minor leaguer and having Edgar as your hitting coach. That's that's a big thing. And uh, Seeger's Seeger still. He helped me out my first big league camp, uh, 2015, with the Mariners. He he did one little thing with my swing, and it got me to just keep building and building and just. And I never stopped progressing after that. This guy right here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I had my, my bottom hand kind of slanted a little bit, and he said, flatten it out and flex it. That's awesome. And, I mean, watch him swing. He, he does that. That's awesome. And so I, I just started doing it. I'm interviewing this one right here, Kyle, and he said that there was one little thing that you told him two years ago in the cages in spring training that stuck with him with his swing. Did it work or not? Am I in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was my, my bottom hand was always slanted, Yeah. and then he told me to straighten it out and keep it flexed and... Get in the slot a little better that way. All right. Yeah. It works. It's in the big leagues. Good job, Coach yeah. Seager. <laughs> okay, the, the last question. I mean, have you made phone calls? Who did you tell? And... Uh, I mean, my, my girlfriend was drove me to the field yesterday. And then uh, first call was definitely to my dad and then my mom and then my high school baseball coach. Yeah, so it was it was – it was a very emotional day yesterday, but but all that's in the past. From here, I gotta just keep just playing my game, stick to my approach. Remember to breathe. Yes, <laughs> definitely remember to breathe. Look, it's great to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And finally, the week that was. This is the week that was. A look back on highlights and events of the Mariners' past week on Mariners Magazine. Deep left center field and got some carry. Goodbye. Grand slam, Taylor Motter. That's the way to bounce back. A grand slam for Taylor Motter. And the Mariners have a 6-0 lead here in the third. Whatever they do with the lineup, I have no control over. So do what they want and let's go win some ball games. That's all I care about. Here's the stretch. And again, the 2-2 pitch. Strike three called and the ball game is over. The Mariners win it. And they win it big, 11-1. Here's the pitch. Runner goes, swinging a fly ball deep into left center field. Up into the track, to the wall, looking up. Goodbye, baseball. Holy smokes, Guillermo Heredia with his second home run of the season. Out toward left center field with Gene Segura aboard. And the Mariners have a 3-0 lead over the Tigers. The 2-1 pitch. Swinging a high fly ball. This is going. It is going. This is at the wall. And it is gone into the bullpen for a two-run homer. 
Some serious hang time from Nelson Cruz. He has homered in back-to-back -back ball games here from Comerica Park. It's his fifth on the season, and it's now six to nothing, Mariners. Swing and a miss and a slider down and in for strike three. And yes, indeed, McCann is strikeout number seven for James Paxton. And he comes away with three strikeouts here in the bottom of the fourth inning. That's it for Detroit. And what a job by Paxton tonight. I mean, I'm just going to go out there and give it everything I got every time out. Um, you know, I can't really let that get in my mind. It doesn't really matter. You know, it's just uh, I need to go out there and give it everything I have every time I take the ball. It fires away. Swing ground ball right over to Segura, the shortstop. Flip over to Cano at second for one on to first in time for the double play. And James Paxton, seven scoreless innings, nine strikeouts, and it's capped on the first double play ball for the left-hander here tonight from Comerica Park. James has worked so hard to, to get where he is, and, and everything that you know that he's doing now is is from the, the rewards of, of the hard work that he puts in in the offseason and studying the scouting reports and the ability to make pitches. And, you know, he's putting it all together. We're, we're so proud of him, and we're so happy to have him every five days. The stretch and the 2-2 swing and a line drive into right center field for a hit. Seager, Ronnie, third being waved in by Maniac to up with the ball is Collins. A throw to the plate way up the line. Seager scores, and in its second goes Ben Gamble with an RBI single. He'll take second on the throw to the plate, and the Mariners have the lead. The one-two pitch, swing, and a miss at a slider for strike three. Back-to-back -back strikeouts for Edwin Diaz here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Fanny Upton, Fanny Navila. And now the Tigers are down to their final out here in the bottom of the ninth. The pitch to McCann. Swing and a pop-up outside of first. Over to take a look. Modern near the rolled-up tarp and reaches over the tarp. Does he make the catch? Does he bring it back? Yes, he does! Taylor Modern with an incredible catch over the rolled-up tarp along the seats down the right field line. Makes an outstanding catch. What a gem of a catch. And the Mariners win it. When there's an out out there, they're going to go get it. Even the last out of the game. You know, great play by by Modder to go into the crowd to catch that ball. And you need him at the big league level. You can't give teams extra outs. And you know, our outfield defense, I mean, we've seen the huge difference in upgrade this year where we were last year, and it's paying dividends. The 0-1 to Robbie. Swing and a well-hit ball deep into the gap in right center field. Jackson going back to the one-e track, looking up. Goodbye baseball. Robinson Cano with his fourth home run of the season. And it gives the Mariners a 2-0 lead here in the top of the fourth inning. Number four for Robbie, and it comes with Ben Gamble aboard. How about that? Pazos gathers and now fires. Swing and a miss for strike three. Sears it past him at 99 miles an hour. Three pitches, all strikes. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Edwin Encarnacion. Attacking. I need to attack. I need to be in the zone, and I need to be able to finish. The 2-2 pitch. Fastball swing and a miss for strike three. Edwin Diaz strikes out Edwin Encarnacion to retire the side. Here in the bottom of the eighth inning, a fastball that was up and in. Encarnacion cannot get to it, and that's it for the Indians. Diaz ready the stretch, and the one-two on the way. Swing and a miss at a breaking ball in the dirt. Knocking it down, Zunino. The throw to first, and this ball game is over. Another strikeout for Edwin Diaz, his third in relief. And the Mariners tonight here in Cleveland beat the Indians by a score of 3-1. to one. The Mariners have now won three in a row. They go to 11-13 on the season.
It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.